Hello and welcome to the Treasured Page podcast. I'm Melanie and this is our quiet crafting space. It's episode 25 and today it is cold and frosty in the UK. I have just come back in from the garden. Down the end of my garden, we have developed a little woodland area because we have trees that overhang slightly from our neighbouring sides. And instead of getting frustrated by the leaves all dropping from their side every year, (laughs) we decided to create a little woodland um, design with different tree ferns and nice uh, shade loving plants so that the area could be enjoyed and it it was a focus to go down to the end of the garden and so that's what's happened and it's really really lovely and in the summer I planted a very special fern which I got for my birthday it comes from Tasmania and it's a Dixonia fern it's a tree fern and out the top come these lovely really large fronds of of green fern and then the stump of the fern it looks like a tree but it's not it's it's made up of all the past fronds that have grown upwards so it's brown and it's wooded but it's tubular on the outside so that is where the fern stalks have grown up over the years And it's quite expensive here in the UK to get hold of one of those because it has to travel over from Australia or Tasmania in my case. And anyway, here it's been here and I planted this what looked like a a log. (laughs) And I had this worry that um, that it wasn't going to grow because it looked well, it looked like there was no life left in it at all and I was just planting a log and I'd parted with some money and I thought what on earth have I done but slowly did it patience patience and I waited and I waited some more and then at the end of the summer and we had a really hot summer here I saw some little green buds forming in the center of this log it looked like a log and then they grew And they got bigger and they got taller and they were like coils, little green, lime green coils, all perfect and new, just shooting up from the centre of the log. And unbelievable, they just, they just worked, it just worked. Isn't nature amazing when they started to unfurl these coils before me and showed me this beautiful canopy just like an umbrella came came over in this wonderful leaf green and yeah it was just such joy to see that to see that grow and to have had that worry and think oh well that's come from a really faraway country a faraway place and then to just watch it unfurl and grow in in the cold dank of England and it's those sort of moments in my gardening adventures where I do really admire nature to a point where I wonder some more about how we came to have such unusual plants available to us. And if you are following along with the stories and with my YouTube channel, you'll see that that is a fascination for me at the moment to understand the great plant hunters of the Victorian and the Edwardian era. And certainly the ones that have come from England and then travelled the world, taking seeds, taking samples, 
noting specimens, bringing them back to Kew Gardens where they logged and catalogued and named and recorded and preserved, preserved for the future as well. So we have samples of, of seeds from all over the place. And if anything happens, we could start a conservation program in any part of the world. Unbelievable. And we've also got the Millennium Seed Bank in London. Beautiful, beautiful ideas that have come about from years and years and years ago. And just to watch that fern unfold in my garden and to have that patience to wait and then watch it do that. It's really wonderful to understand what Victorian Britain would have been like for certain botanists waiting, waiting, waiting and seeing what seeds they had found. And back in a time when there were no light bulbs, no cars, no electricity, no telephones, everything was letter, everything was oil lamp and uh, communications were slow and then you had no transport. And just in those times to have been able to go places and make these discoveries and these wonderful finds when something grew and you were surprised by the beautiful colour of a flower that is not so much native to England, to the cherry reds and fiery flame oranges, tangerine colours, bright yellows and brilliant white rhododendron flowers and things. So these are things that we now bring into our artwork, bring into our journaling as commonplace. And we look about specimen cards and we look about the great plant hunters and people that would have that had that in Victorian times and the 1800s and the 1900s, early times when things were slow, observed and calm. Uh, not easier, not easier. Hard times um, and strict times, very strict, very disciplined times. But interesting discoveries and excitement of a new world out there, things that they were yet to grasp and understand, whereas now at a click of a button we can find this information out instantly and every one of us could be a scholar by tea time. However, there is definitely worth for us slowing down and taking time to watch and wait. And I think that's particularly interesting when we are looking at our journal, we're all about quick gratification to get a project done and feel something worthwhile has happened within our day, that we have made some wonderful ephemera or piece for our journals. And um, sometimes there is a process, sometimes it all takes a long time to get something really amazing, particularly if there's drying time for paints or waxes um, uh, anything where there's a particular artistic application, uh, sewing, slow stitching, all of that. And, and also when it comes from my point of view, I'm making YouTube videos and things like that and trying to churn things out a bit quick for people to get inspiration and grow the channel and all of that pressure. I think that it also loses some of what I can create slowly. And the things that are created more slowly are the things that are treasured. So there, there comes a, a difficulty in in the treasured page where things need to slow down in order for the treasured things to be made. If you try and work at warp speed, then we're not going to have treasured pages. Then you're going to have something that's okay, but not treasured. Maybe it won't last the test of time. 
Maybe the glue isn't right. Maybe the sewing didn't get done. Maybe there's cut corners. And in many cases, that's fine when we want a quick, simple something down on the page and talk about our day. That's fine if that's the journaling that you want to do. But for my journaling, I have no no interest in it being um, quick and slapdash and done. I would like it to last and I would like it to be there. And I really don't mind if it takes two years in the making. Um, The journal for me, the journey of the journal is the journal making. So I'm a journal maker. I've discovered that over this, this last year. I'm a journal maker. I don't like to keep a journal on a daily basis, but I do like to create on a daily basis. So yes, it's all about slowing down today. And what does that mean for you? Well, for me, it means going for a little walk in my garden, having a look at the tree fern, watching the lovely fronds unfurl and make sure that it's okay for the winter, that it's not going to freeze over and then I won't have that pleasure in the spring. And it's also having a little pact with myself that if I go and do something that I don't really enjoy, going out into the freezing cold and rescuing some broken pots and clearing up and making sure that the fence hasn't fallen down and that sort of thing. Having that nice little pact that I I can then allow myself an hour in the craft room before I have to go and do the next thing. Uh, is wonderful to treat yourself like that and and just make that deal with yourself to go right go and do the horrible task and then come back in and have the fun thing and I think that that's just really good if you're feeling a little bit sluggish if you're worried if you suffer with an anxiety it's really good to have a little bargain with yourself and just go go on go and do it get it done And then come back and you'll be safe in your quiet space and you'll have a tea and you'll have a toast. (laughs) So that, yes, when there's something that we don't want to do, it's very easy to talk ourselves out of it, isn't it? So there we go. I got my so I got my little gardening uh, task done and then I've had my toast and now I'm drinking my hot coffee. I'm talking to you guys wherever you may be. And I'm going to embark on a project soon to just get some forward, get a bit more forward with the journal and the and the filming for the treasured page. And I have been looking at that fern and it does come from Tasmania. And that's exactly where Marion North is about to travel to in my storytelling. So it's really, really interesting to see that in real life, to watch nature unfurl before me as I am talking about stories about the fern and things that she would have painted back 150 years ago. So incredible to still be inspired and filled with wonderment for the plants that I'm seeing in my garden, knowing now exactly the origins of where they came from, such as a white rhododendron from India, where Marian North travelled and painted, and now I have one growing in my garden. And I I did that before any of these stories took place, so it's just fun because I, I had no idea where some of these things originated from. So it's lovely, really, really nice, really makes me more connected with my garden and my surrounding uh, world here and when I'm creating I feel a bit more like I'm coming from a more knowledgeable place and I understand how it works and therefore there's a more meaning to it more weight to it and I feel that when I'm putting a specimen card together I can understand what went on in the past to 
have made this interesting for us now in the present and be excited about the great plant hunters from the 1800s, early 1900s, Victorian and Edwardian people that wouldn't have had lighting or electricity, telephones or cars. They, They were operating with oil lamps and letters and horse and carriage and still managed to get things done and didn't need to have a quiet word with themselves to go and leave the house to do something. They just did it because they had to. Uh, So, yes, that's what we need to adopt. We do need to adopt that slowdown or lifestyle where we can analyse things a little bit more. It's lovely to be able to slow down in our creative time and work out how things came to be and why we're making a specimen card. And for some, that won't matter at all. They're just trying to create something that looked similar to something from the past and for someone else like me I like to know the ins and outs of everything as to why I'm doing it and and what the purpose was originally and that will bring on more ideas and more colours and make it more treasured and special and allow me to bring in more authentic pieces to the project to give it that look and just think well I can't use a specimen card that looks like it came from the 60s because that's not going to be right so we've had to work out what materials they would have used and would it be better to use a metal brad instead of a staple that wasn't invented back then (laughs) things like that it just helps with the heritage crafting and it's part of a hobby isn't it it's part of a pastime and that's it it is a past time we are passing time passing it slowly and making time for you and ultimately slowing down slowing down your mind and making sure that you have that space to breathe and just shut the world away for 10 minutes half an hour an hour whatever it takes just to make sure that you're okay and to catch up with yourself. And if you're somebody that can't sleep very well, then time to process what you need to, what's going on in your mind, what's going round in circles, things that keep keep you awake at night. Maybe it's poor health, maybe it's uh, an overactive mind, maybe you're not doing creative things enough to help you process those things and then you stop. The only time you stop is at bedtime. And, uh, you know, often people say it's really good to read a chapter of a book before you go to bed. Just allows your mind to calm down. And that's important. Really important, just as much as looking after ourselves, eating healthier foods, drinking water, slowing down slightly and just uh, not getting swept up too much in screen time and watching all the adverts that come our way and pushing us off course. So I had the idea to sit down and come and do some quiet craft and then the postman arrived and I looked at the mail and I got two two quite interesting parcels that I had ordered and one was a book which was so that took time to have a little look at that and then of course junk mail came through and I do now observe the junk mail to make sure that I can't craft with it in an interesting way but one of the things was a catalogue and it had clothing in there was a 70% off sale and it was all interesting it's the things I like and before I know it 20 minutes is wasted by me um, you know just ooh, getting it all excited about how, how, whether I'd like a new coat oh gosh so I need to uh, you know we need to focus our minds and uh, go nope 
I'm coming in here, I'm shutting the door, nothing else matters. If the post comes, I leave it until the end of my session. And if you remember what it was like when we were back at school, uh, you had sections of time. You either were going to maths, uh, you were going to science class, you then as soon as that finished, there was a bell or the teacher told you you could leave and then you went on to your next class. And you had allotments of time, whether it was 45 minutes or an hour, half an hour. And in that time, you would do maths or English or, or science or art. You would do that. And then at the end of that time, you packed up your bags, you took everything with you and you left. You left the room and you then did something else. So allotments of time could work like that for you. You could put a timer on it. You could say, right, an hour. I'm just going to do an hour. It's going to be completely for me. You leave behind absolutely everything that you've already done. And you put all of that aside. And that one hour is complete focus on the thing that you need to do or want to do. More, more importantly, the thing you want to do. So you settle into it. You look at the timer. You could write, I've got an hour. And then let, let, the, let the alarm go later on. And see what you can achieve within that hour. And as soon as it goes off, go right, close the book, put the pens away, put the art, art things away, clear up and leave. You know, like you would if you were, if a teacher was telling you, okay, next class, go learn French, you know, and off you go and you had to. So no different in your adult life because you will be able to achieve more. And, um, and if you want two hours and you've got two hours then that's great but also maybe at the end of an hour you have a little stretch have a break and get a drink come back to it in a school day they would have had a recess they would have had that recreational time they would have maybe had sport for one hour you've got to at least go and get yourself moving or exercising or doing because if you focus in on an artistic task and this comes from my art teacher now ringing around in my ears she would say you cannot focus on it the whole time because it will get stale so you must come away from your craft desk you must go and do something else even if it's just walking around or going and having something to eat getting a snack or answering an email whatever it might be then come back you come back fresh and you bring new ideas because you've suddenly allowed your brain to switch away from crafting mode back into real world and then you come back again and uh, yeah so try that blocks of time that's what we're going to see if we can do from from uh, moving forwards and see see how we get on this weekend okay everybody well it's so much fun talking to you so now I'm going to start the my allotted time on my next task, which is to make put the binding in my journal. So I shall be doing that and I will be back at the beginning of next week. And I hope that you found fun and value here. And above everything else, guys, just slow down and make crafting time for you. Bye bye now. Mm -hmm.